welcome to the Head Stuff Podcast. This is episode 14 with Roger Garcia. I'm also here with Connor Wilkins. Hello, Alan. Hello. How's it going? Uh, so we just talked to Roger. Um, Roger is uh, the executive director of the Hong Kong International Film Festival, um, which is a beautiful title. Yeah. Um, he's also a film producer. He's a writer and a film critic. Um, and and all-around nice guy. All-around nice guy. Um, all the way around. Um, he uh, he also um, I think started the uh, what is it uh, the Asian Film Awards Academy, which he uh, said is basically like the BAFTAs, um, and he's involved with the, uh, the the main kind of financing um, people who do who finance Asian and Hong Kong films. Um, so he's a big big. He seemed like a very important man. He's an important man in, um, his, in his industry. But what a nice guy and so yeah. easy to talk to. Yeah. Uh, we, unfortunately, this is a short episode. We we only had. 15 minutes with him, which I think we stretched in early we 20. Were t- <laughs> <laughs> we were told we have 10 minutes and then yeah. I think it became 18 minutes. Yeah, so, um, but it was great talking to him. Uh, he's he's very interesting. He's uh, clearly a film lover. Yeah, and once he started talking about... Yeah. Um, once I brought Bruce, Bruce Lee, Lee really. and yeah. Yeah, Kung Fu and Kung Fu Kung culture Fu and everything, he yeah. really... Yeah, he would have sat there for a lot longer and... And, and so would I. Yeah. I could easily... This could have been the longest episode of all, yeah. but it's the shortest. Yeah, um, I think there would have been some people kicking down the door. Yeah. If, uh, <laughs> some other media websites or media yeah. companies want to talk to him. Um, but uh, yeah, lovely guy. Uh, he, he he seemed to be enjoying the conversation as well um, and very, very generous with his, with his... Well, I mean... He was kind of being managed, but he was generous with his time and his yeah, answers. He was, yeah. He wasn't giving kind of one-line answers. They weren't like rehearsed or anything. He was, um, and and I, I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan, and he talked in pretty good detail about Enter the Dragon and Way of the Dragon and stuff. So that was really fun. Yeah, I glad you. I was glad you knew a lot about uh, yeah. Bruce Lee and Kung yeah, Fu. Yeah. I, I I kind of grew up yeah. obsessed. I, uh, yeah, I was a bit uh, not lost, but yeah, yeah. Well, I enjoy those. I enjoy those movies, but I want. I, okay, no, I can't say it. I'll yeah. cut this out. But you anyway, know, you know the movie The Raid. Did you see that? The Raid is great. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, it's brilliant. I didn't want to say it to him in case it was like not viewed as a very. Uh, oh, I'm think it is. Would it the, be? Yeah, the choreography in that film is amazing. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, um, but it's not. Um, it's 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 Southeast Asian. Is it? It's Cambodian, I think. Is it? I think so. Is that guy the main guy that was in it? He was. He was like a taxi driver or something like that, and yeah. he, I don't think he never acted before. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, and the Ray Two is brilliant as well. Yeah, I haven't actually seen that. Yeah, it's it's really really good. Um, but this the reason he's here is he's he's uh, is the Diff Picks Hong Kong Kicks uh, Film Festival, which is run basically by the Dublin International Film Festival, and it's in the Lighthouse Cinema this weekend. Which, when you're listening to this. Would be last it? weekend or two weeks ago. <laughs> or about last year. <laughs> so, um, but if they do it again, you should definitely check it out. Uh, he's, he, he basically curated the thing. Uh, so he, him and his team picked the six films that are in. Um, there's a Jet Li film, a Jackie Chan film, a Bruce Lee film. Um, and there's a comedy called Spooky Encounters, a horror comedy, uh, Jewel to the Death, which I think is kind of seen as the last great swordplay film. Um, and then there's a film called Writing Wrongs, um, by Corey Yuen, who he talked, who he talked about a lot, and C- Cynthia Rothrock, um, who he sees as a very important yeah. uh, uh, person, uh, actress in in Hong Kong films. I hadn't heard that name in a while. Yeah, yeah. So she'd been in a, a fair few of these martial arts films, and he sees her as very important. And he says, 
What was it he said? Something about she's basically better than Van Damme. Yeah, he said, that's exactly <laughs> what he important, said. Something like that. Yeah. Um, You'd so, have to listen to the podcast to find out, Alan. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't warn you in time, but um, I'm going to go and watch this film on Sunday in the Lighthouse. Um, anyway, that was Roger. Um, and the Dublin International Film Festival will be on in February 2016, I believe. And they're going to do other weekends like this in the Lighthouse or other places um, where they have a kind of themed sh- short festival. So look out for it um, on diff.com. Is the D-I-F-F dot I-E. Not dot com. Don't go to diff.com. Something else. <laughs> I hope diff.com is something horrendous. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, <laughs> it's like some, yeah, something that I don't even know what it is. Uh, some acronym for something awful. Um, anyway, uh, it's diff.ie, D-I-F-F dot I-E, and go and check it out. Um, we should probably just, uh, let, let's get into the podcast with uh, with Roger um, can't say it enough times. Lovely guy. So, this is the Headstuff Podcast with Roger Garcia. So, Roger Garcia, welcome to the Headstuff Podcast. Thanks very much. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it's it. Nice to be here. Yeah, and we're here with Connor as well, as always. Yeah. How's it um, So, you're the uh, the executive director of the Hong Kong Film Festival. Yes, that's right. Um, <clears throat> and also a, a writer, a critic. Uh, yeah, and I'm actually also a film producer as well. And a film, okay. Uh, yeah, my bio, I think, doesn't state that you know I've worked uh, uh, <clears throat> producing movies and things. And okay. So, mm. so w- which uh, which is your is your favourite of those <laughs> <laughs> of those many facets of your? They're all per- very stressful. I think. They? Uh, yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah. I think writing is probably something that I'd prefer. To do because yeah, that's the most a, relaxing, is it? It's a singular occupation. You don't really have to rely on other people. You know, stress yeah. comes when you are basically interacting and relying on other people to yeah. do things. Yeah, absolutely. Which you know is fine. Uh, you know, when you're making a movie, you have 200 people on set, or if you're, or maybe five people sometimes. And yeah. um, if you are uh, running a film festival, I have uh, 30 people in the office around year round and then probably around 200 at the festival time. Yeah, and they all want to talk to you, they all want your opinion on everything. No, it's okay, usually I mean, yeah. <laughs> we tend to manage things quite yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm also actually responsible for something called the Asian Film Awards Academy, Oh yeah, uh, which is something like BAFTA, okay. I suppose, um, and we uh, organize a kind of Oscar-style show every year in Macau okay. uh, where we give awards to the best Asian movies, etc. And right. also we have year-round activities. So, for example, in a couple of weeks' time, actually I think it's almost next week, um, I'll be taking a group of 12 film students from Hong Kong to the Pusan Film Festival in Korea oh. to give them a deep, immersive experience wow. oh, okay. <laughs> over 10 days. Wow. He's a busy man. Yeah, yeah so it's quite busy. <laughs> And yeah. uh, I think I think it's been announced now um, that we will be also in uh, in the Tokyo International Film Festival doing some masterclasses. Oh, great! Yeah. Um, I, I'm a writer as well. Um, oh, great. That's what I what I see myself as primarily. Mm. Um, but then when you've when you've loads of other things um, going on, I, I, yeah. it gets in the way of writing. I find it. It does to some extent. Do you write fiction or are yeah. you a film critic? Type I write. Of fi- I write fiction. Ah, that's yeah. well. Uh, yeah. I also write articles for this website, Headstuff. Oh, uh-huh. um, so I, I, I've been writing less because I'm going yes. to run this website. You're very busy on other things. Yeah. Yeah, but do you put time aside, or do you write in between well, things? I, or I try to. Usually nowadays, um, my writing is really geared with a purpose. That's to say, if, for example, we're doing this martial arts program, mm-hmm. I, I wrote an essay, not 
in this catalogue, but in another catalogue, okay. um, on kung fu films, for example. Um, yeah. And then sometimes I write reviews, but not so much now. Okay. Um, so unfortunately, my writing is really more functional than anything else right. nowadays. Um, but you know, uh, I, I guess um, you know you write what you know about in a sense yeah. and. I started off, in a sense, as a film critic, and I still am, yeah. to some extent, and a film theorist. So I enjoy writing about movies. Um, okay. So I'm more of a a, a movie writer okay. than, um, you know, than a how should I say it, than a fiction writer. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I've always loved movies as well. Uh, mm-hmm. The first one of the first things I really got big into in terms of movies was Bruce Lee. Ah, I okay. Was, I was obsessed growing up. Whoa, had, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I really was. I, I had loads of stuff. I had like his books uh-huh. and his films, oh. and um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I, are you a fan as well? Yes, well, I, I, you know, I am an admirer of Bruce Lee. I, yeah. I don't know a lot about his philosophy. It's quite extensive. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, his I mean, martial I, arts philosophy. Yes, yeah, that's right. Okay. I mean, he is the major figure in martial arts, I think. Um, yeah. And he helped a lot to bring Hong Kong cinema to the world. I think without him, we wouldn't be as well known, quite frankly. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah, I think so. How, how, do you t- how do you think his, um, his Hong Kong films or, or Chinese films compares <coughs> to Enter the Dragon, which is his only US film, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, he did have a career in Hollywood. Um, With uh, the Green Hornet as well. That's right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it was an unhappy experience for him, as we, as as you know, if, yeah. uh, because you know his idea for kung fu was taken away from from yes. him and turned into this successful TV series with David Carradine, yeah. which was the role that Bruce envisaged for himself. Yeah. Yes. So that was a, in a way, it was a rejection for him. Yeah. Um, so I think from that point on, a lot, and he came back. He went to Hong Kong. He was born in San Francisco, as yes. you know. Yeah. Um, but he went back to Hong Kong and um, revived, in a sense, his film career there because he did make films in Hong Kong as a boy yes. and as a teenager. Yeah. Uh, and you may have seen some of them. Uh, I've seen clips and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the films are interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can see his personality in, in a film like uh, Silo Chung, which is a little boy Chung, where he plays a street orphan um, in the 50s in Hong Kong, yeah. you could see his face and his personality already, the, yeah. the sort of cockiness. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that his Hong Kong films, like The Big Boss, The yeah. Way of the Dragon, um, which I particularly like. Yeah, you put um, that into this Hong Kong. Yes, uh, that's right. That's yeah. um, I think uh, they are, to me, actually probably a little bit more authentic than Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Enter the Dragon is, uh, is a, I would say, a good film, mm-hmm. but um, it's one which is being constructed, in a sense, for a, a, a much wider audience and in the process, I think, is a little compromised, actually. Yes. Yeah. Whereas The Way of the Dragon, which is the only film, as you know, that Bruce Lee completed as a director before, yes. before he died, yeah. is... I think reflects a lot of his his ideas and his concerns. I mean, it has some very very tantalizing things in it. You know, like yeah. you know, like um, you know, the the thugs are you know, the the restaurant that he goes to help in Rome is under threat from yeah. these mafioso type guys. Yeah. And what does he do? He flex, and then he he gets picked up by a prostitute in yeah. in in Rome. She takes him back to her her apartment. And what does he do when she's getting ready for a tryst? He's 
basically takes off his top and he's flexing his muscles in yeah. front of a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> it's a total, total narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, nuclear war could be breaking out. There's yeah. Bruce checking out his body <laughs> and his pectorals, which I think is a very fascinating approach to life. Yeah. Um, and the other part of it is that um, in, in The Way of the Dragon, the, the Chinese liaison, so to speak, or the minion of the mafioso is this rather gayish type of character yeah. who, you know, perhaps it's politically incorrect nowadays, but he seems like a very strange guy to insert into a martial arts movie. Yeah. But the vision there is, is, is intriguing, you know, yeah. the collection of people, the way in which the story is constructed. Yeah. I think it has one fundamental that teaches us a lot about martial arts cinema is that Bruce proceeds on the basis of his body. Yes. And this is what the story is about, actually. Mm. And I think the great martial arts films have understood this, and Bruce Lee understood it as well. Bruce Lee, of course, was a supreme practitioner of it, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, I think some people uh, have, have, have kind of come close, but as a body... Yes. Telling a story, yeah. he's prob you know with the pectorals and muscles, yeah. the mirrors, the narcissism. Oh, he's controlled every you know, part of it. Yes, yeah. it, it yeah. is. A, he is the, in a sense, you could say, a total package. Now, you don't really see that totality, I think, in Enter the Dragon. Yeah. But what I think is interesting about Enter the Dragon and why it's a film that's um, that is still pretty interesting and worth discussing is it does show something of the Asian black interface mm -hmm. um, in the cinema, which was quite an unusual thing at the time. But as you know, Bruce Lee uh, also had a dojo in Oakland, yes. right, in yeah. California, which is kind of like the capital of, of African America. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I think that experience in Oakland, teaching African Americans, uh, also had quite a big effect on him. Yeah. And, you know, we see this at the end of the game of death yeah. uh, where he fights um, Abdul Jabba uh, yeah, Karim yeah. um, uh, at the top of, of, the, of the pagoda. Yeah. Um, I think this is kind of both a mark of respect and also a challenge. Yeah. But it comes out, I think, from this interesting culture of, of Oakland at the time, which is the Black Panther time. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, when you have these um, uh, uh, progressive radical movements in some cases of, um, you know, Asian Americans beginning to discover their identity um, and the progressive wing of politics and the Black Panthers and all of this happening in the Bay Area, San Francisco, Berkeley uh, yeah. and Oakland at the time. I think Bruce was conscious of that, actually. Yeah. And we see some of that in his movies. Yeah, because I, I, I've actually been in arguments with people before about Enter the Dragon being his best film. And, mm. and I, I actually argued for Game of Death. Yeah. <clears throat> Unfortunately, he didn't get to finish it. But, right. Um, I think it was it was en route to being an yes. absolute classic. Yes. Um, and that that scene with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is amazing as well. It's, yes. it's so good. Yes. Um, so um, I suppose we uh, we don't have as much time as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> but um, maybe um, uh, a quick note on why these films. The, the f right. You've picked six films for the, uh, the Hong yes. Kong kicks. Yes. Um, and it, were you trying to hit a variety of different things? Or? Yes, I, I think that's absolutely it. I mean, um, you know, the, the traditions of Kung Fu and Kung Fu cinema are very long. 
Yes. And in this continuum, the, any selection you make can only be a snapshot. Yes. So what I, and actually it's my programming team back at the Hong Kong International Film Festival in Hong Kong, okay. were trying to do was to try and show a number of the Hong Kong kung fu talents or stars. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, you have Bruce Lee, you have Jackie Chan, you have Sammo Hung, Choi Hak and Yun Wo Ping and Ching Siu Tung and... Uh, and we put in Cynthia Rothrock, uh, which is, you know, uh, in a sense, uh, you know, I think it was in uh, Corey Yoon's Writing Wrongs that she yes. plays a police inspector. Yeah. I think Cynthia Rothrock is due for some kind of huge reevaluation. Oh. She's a unique figure in Chinese cinema. Oh, really? Because, well, because she's the only Western woman martial artist who appears, in a way, in a sustained way, in. Um, in, Hong, in, in, in martial arts movies. Right, she yeah. made about six or seven films. And, okay. You know, I think she's the better version of Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, the, the insertion of Westerners into Hong Kong movies, um, often it's done, they are, you know, in the, in the same way that Chinese are depicted perhaps in Western movies yeah. in stereotypes. Yeah. You know, yeah, Westerners yeah. Are, are big, hairy guys with loud voices. Yeah. You see, even see that in Ip Man 3, you know. Okay. Um, or one of the Ip Man films uh, with Sammo Hung. Uh-huh. But I think the... Um, and then Jean-Claude Van Damme is basically doing his thing. I mean, he, yeah. no matter what it is, he's doing his thing. Yeah. But Cynthia Rothrock was actually given functional roles in okay. in these movies. And, and I think that... Um, uh, she's an underestimated talent. I haven't watched all her films, yeah. but I have to say. Yeah. But... On, and I haven't seen it for a long, long time, but yeah, yeah. watching Writing Wrongs again um, reminded me that although she doesn't really, you know, she may not be the greatest actress, yeah. but uh, she certainly has some uh, pretty good skills. She sounds would like her, a, sorry, Would her movie, um, uh, the inclusion of that movie have been, you know, kind of top of your list? Okay, I want to, I want to put her in yes. for that reason. And then you picked uh, yes. the other five movies Yes, I think uh, I think the um, the reason why uh, that movie is there is uh, first for Corey Yoon, mm-hmm. who is of course also a great martial arts choreographer, mm-hmm. uh, and secondly because Cynthia Rothrock, in a sense, is almost a forgotten figure now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we wanted to show to some extent that uh, it's not all, I guess, Chinese martial yeah, artists. Yeah, yeah. There are a few other people, and I I think she's you know. Uh, you know, I think Jean-Claude Van Damme is an interesting guy, but he's, I think Cynthia Rothrock is a person with... Uh, yeah, you know, she sounds like exactly the kind of person who might show up in a Quentin Tarantino movie yes. at some point. Yeah. Exactly. And revive you know, her career. Yes, I'm sure he knows her work. You know? yeah, yeah, I'm sure he does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's obviously uh, very heavily influenced by Hong Kong films. Yes. Um, as evidenced mostly in, in, in Kill Bill and Game of Death with the, with the uniform. Exactly. Um, and also Gordon Liu, who appears in uh, Kill Bill, who yeah. is the, uh, uh, the kind of godson of Lao Kaolong, who, Liu okay. Jialiang, who's one of the greatest Hong Kong filmmakers. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, we don't, don't have a film of his in this program yeah, yeah. for various reasons, but uh, he is truly, um, together with Yun Wo Ping, mm-hmm. um, I think he's one of the two great um, martial arts choreographers in Hong okay. Kong cinema. Okay. Um, and just maybe a last question about then uh, Jet Li and Jackie Chan mm-hmm. rolled into one. Yeah. Um, uh, do they still make a lot of movies in Hong Kong? And, and, and I suppose how are they viewed there as opposed to maybe in the States? <coughs> um, 
I, I suppose they, more often than not, they would kind of make comedies in, in the mm-hmm. US, um, mm. particularly Jackie Chan. Yes. Um, but but what, what's their current career like in Hong Kong? Well, you, I, I think um, they're basically making films in China now. And Jackie Chan's last film that was a big hit was uh, Dragon Blade, okay. directed yeah. by Daniel Lee. So I think Jackie Chan basically is now making films in mainland China for possibly the mainland Chinese audience, although his films are also released in Hong Kong. They are not as popular, I would say, as probably as they used to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for Jackie Chan, I think he's uh, still a great performer. Yes. And, uh, you know, he's found a market and an audience and obviously support and backers in China. I think he's still one of the best known. He's also one of the highest paid actors in the world, I think. He is, yes, yeah. that's right. Even yeah. though you don't yeah. see him in that many yeah. um, you know, movies that come yes. out here, for example. You know? Yes, I think the other guy who's pretty highly paid is Stephen Chow, Chow Sing-Chi, okay. uh, oh, yeah. uh, who made Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, you yeah, probably yeah, know yeah. that. Uh, and Shaolin, Shaolin Soccer. Soccer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, lo- I, think I love Kung Fu Hustle. <laughs> it's <was> great. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Um, Jackie Chan, therefore, is making that sort of film in China. Uh, in um, in Dragon Blade, he plays a policeman, right. a sort of, um, uh, you know, it, it takes place in ancient times. And oh, okay. So he plays a sort of policeman on the Silk Road. And he brings all the different ethnic minorities together to yeah. uh, to fight the bad Romans, actually. Uh-huh. Um, and then, I, yes, you're right. In In the United States, he would be making more kind of action comedy yeah, yeah, yeah. where he's known for that, essentially. Yeah. Whether one agrees with, is this the only image he should be projecting? Is, you know, it's 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 a it's a debate. But yeah. you know, if it works for him, whatever you yeah. know, floats his boat. I'd so love to, to see him in, in a, you know, a real, uh, not a not a comedy comedic role serious, as much yeah. a real yeah well, real serious action role. He was in he was in a film by Kirk Wong, uh, which was made in the mid nineties, I think it is, mm-hmm. uh, ninety three ninety four, called Crime Story. Yes, where he plays a much more serious guy, and he's actually a really good actor in that mm, film. Mm. And I think that it's a shame that you know one wishes that he could have made more films like that, actually, yeah, because yeah. he is a serious actor. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. You know, underneath it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Jet Li, I think um, I haven't really followed his career a lot, I have to say, um, but I think he too is making films in China. Right. Uh, he's made, uh, I think, f- uh, some great movies like The Warlord for Peter Chan which I liked a lot. That's a costume uh, action film. Um, And that was made in China. And he he is, uh, as you know, he's actually from mainland China anyway. So I think he's back in China making films there. I mean, in Hollywood, he makes basically action, serious type of action films because he's that type of actor. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I think we're going to get in trouble if we keep you here any longer. <laughs> so, unfortunately. Um, but it was great talking to you. Well, so. thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks very much. Great pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. So thanks for listening to that. That was the Head Stuff Podcast with Roger Garcia. I'm here with Connor Wilkins. Hello, Alan. Hello, Connor. Um, and Connor did the sound with the Wilkins Sound Systems. And uh, we just talked to Roger and it was it was really, really enjoyable. Um it was a bit short unfortunately, but um but the them's the breaks. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed it. Um, did you enjoy it, Connor? I did. I actually really did. I'm actually really in the mood to go and watch a Bruce Lee film. Now. Yeah, I was just saying that <laughs> afterwards. I was like, I really want to go watch a movie right now. Yeah, I'm going to go and watch a lot of these films in this festival. Um, so uh, 
Thanks for listening. Um, if you want to follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher or whatever podcast app you use, um, and also rate us, that'd be really helpful and leave a comment. Um, you can listen to all of the episodes we've done so far in all of those places. Um, and you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and always check out the website, headstuff.org. Uh, so thanks again to Connor. Thanks to uh, Video Blue for the theme tune. Um, thanks to Mikey for the artwork that he'll inevitably do. And uh, thanks um, to the ADK Music Group for all their help. Uh, see you next week. Thanks. Goodbye. See you later. Ciao. Later. Later.